Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Do your children play rugby? Well, sports experts in the UK are saying that rugby in schools is a form of child abuse and that parents don't understand the huge risk of brain injury to their children. And Professor of Sport at the University of Winchester, Eric Anderson, who is part of the study, is with me here on Lunchtime Live today. Eric, surely child abuse is far too strong of a term. Surely, Eric, it's it's too strong a term to use. You can hear me okay, Eric, you can. Just bear with us for, for one moment. I'm going to be talking to, to Eric Anderson about this. Um, former Ireland, though, and Leinster player Shane Byrne is with me here on the programme as well. Shane, like, your your reaction, I suppose, first of all, to that description? Uh, I think you've already said it. I, I, that is way too much extreme. That's just sensationalising something. Like... You know, these people that come out with this, they seem to be shipped out every now and again and just come out with these horrendous descriptions of what might and could and may happen. You know, all of these what-ifs. But one thing that is real and not a what-if is um, the lack of activity with kids at the moment, uh, obesity. These are real, real problems. Listen, where does this stop, this this mollycoddling of, of kids? You know, what about the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of kids who have played rugby, uh, contact sports, GA hurling, boxing, all through the years and have had absolutely zero effect on their lives and they've just enjoyed healthy sport and been able to get out there. This lack of, of, um, you know, pushing kids into sport, not pushing, but like just encouraging them to do it, get out and do things and the sedentary lifestyle that kids have now. I think these... These reports and and these so-called experts that are coming out to do to quote these horrendous stats are just you know it, it's just putting the fear into people. Okay, and of course, Eric is with oh. us. Shane, stay, stay on the line if you don't mind. I just want to bring in in uh, Eric Anderson here, who's a professor of sport at the the University of Winchester. Eric, is it is it fair to to make a statement to say that you know playing rugby in school is a form of child abuse? Well, it's entirely fair because it's entirely abusive to a child's brain. And I know it's a highly emotive topic. People love rugby, etc. But people also love tag rugby. And tag rugby doesn't intentionally structure trauma into a child's brain. We have decades of research on this now, and every new research project that comes out is worse and worse. We know definitively the National Institutes of Health and the Centers for Disease Control have both stated definitively that there's a cause-and-effect relationship between the micro-trauma that occurs as a regular occurrence in children's tackle rugby or, or boxing or other, other high-impact sports and long-term brain trauma. So this is not contestable, medically speaking. The problem is we have people who love these sports and don't want to believe the research 
don't trust the research or don't know anything about the research. But a lot of the kids, though, that, that are playing here in Ireland in, in Ireland uh, at the moment, Eric, like, and you know, Ireland, a lot of people would argue and, and say that it's, you know, it's very much a rugby country now. Uh, obviously, we have the, the game as well later tonight and there'll be thousands and thousands of people. If they're not at it, they're going to be glued to their TV watching it. So people are hugely interested and invested in rugby here uh, in Ireland at the moment. But like, I know from friends whose children Children play rugby at the weekends. Like it's 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 well managed. There's no, mi- no. you know management no. around the level of contact that they have. That there is no. you disagree. It's a collision sport. The the purpose of the sport is to collide to bring another child down, and that has trauma to the brain as a part of it. And the dose response research on this is absolutely clear. I understand that the culture loves rugby, but a child's brain doesn't care about the culture. A child's brain is traumatized when it's hit, full stop. When it comes to a sudden stop or a sudden acceleration, that's when the brain trauma occurs. You're also very well aware of the fact that many professional rugby players, hundreds now, are suing World Rugby and the Rugby Football Union and other rugby bodies because of the long-term brain trauma that they've occurred. So we can no longer stick our necks in the sand and not see the problem that is occurring. We also now have dementia, CTE in the form of dementia, diagnosed in 18-year-olds. We only find that in high-impact collision sport athletes. We don't find it in any other population. So I get it. You know, I heard your last caller. I get it. You know, he'd like to discredit me, a professor of sport who studies these things as mollycoddling children. I get it that people want to say I'm part of the far left. I'm not. I'm a Tory. But the medical reality is children's brains do not do well when they are strained in this Okay. Well, well, Shane Byrne is still with us, Eric. Shane is, is actually a, a former Ireland and, and Leinster player. And, and Shane, I, I know your own, uh, some of your own kids too are involved and, mm. and, and play rugby. But like, is it a case that maybe parents don't understand the, the enormous risks of brain injury? Well, again, I would repeat uh, the, the massive amount of numbers of people who have gone through a life of playing contact sports, not just rugby, and have had zero issues at all in their lives in any shape or form. I would agree that if you go looking for things, it is an impact sport. There's bound to be um, repercussions from us on, on a micro level, as, he, as your guest there is, is saying. One of the things that we don't know is why uh, in the articles that are, are in the papers today about that there's and as you guess mentioned that the there are players who are suing the rugby unions mm. these are things that we don't understand we don't know the answers to why that person is more susceptible to the issues than someone else like steve thompson played is the, is the famous one over in england he played the same position as uh, i did and is younger than i did. and there's no way he got any more collisions or less than i did and how come he's having suffering from issues and, and I'm not? Or how come one person does and the other person doesn't? And these are the answers that we don't have, are questions that we don't have the answers to. And it, it could be a case that in the future, some people, there might be a test as at child level that some people just can't play contact sports. But to make a blanket ruling, a blanket decision that is child abuse to have people playing these sports, particularly in this era when the lack of activity that children are pl- are going through... They're constantly talking about childhood to, obesity levels. 
Constantly, constantly. And, and to, to be putting a, a little more fear and, and, you know, another reason not to have them out, like for whatever sport. It's not just rugby. It's, there's plenty of contact sports. The, the movement of the brain within the, within the, the skull can be attributed to so many different sports. Anything basically. Don't, don't they have shield at the moment, a lot of the players, aren't they wearing now um, these sort of specialised gum shields to, to kind yes. of assess know, the, the, the level lot, of force? A lot of things... A lot of, yes, they are. And a lot of things that rugby has done an awful lot to, to account for this. Like anybody who's, who's doing that, you hear the papers, those unfortunate guys who are suing, that, that that's from rugby the way it was. It's, it's not like that more. It's just so much has changed already in the sport to allow for that, to minimize contact, minimize everything you have to do, the safety and the tackle. There's so many more things that have been done through the sport to address this issue because you know, despite uh, what your guest is saying, you know, the, the logical thing is what he's saying is any brain movement within the skull obviously is go- he's saying is going to cause issues. But we just, there's so many things that we just don't have the answers okay. to. Yes. Do, do, do you, Eric, think like the likes of these sort of um, specialised gum shields that would say, you know, Shane, who's playing in position number whatever, 10, you know, has, has taken such and such a hit at whatever, less, um, whatever level of, you know, volume or impact. Like, yeah. should, should scrum caps even at all junior level, would that help, do you think, Eric, in any way? Should that, should that okay. be the case? So give me a bit, of mo- a bit of time to unpack this, and, and please stick with me for a minute, because your guest is passionate and partially informed, but he's not fully informed. So let's unpack a little bit of this for a moment. The first thing is, he's right. We don't know why some people take lots of hits to the head and develop CTE and others do not. But we also don't know why some people are able to smoke throughout a life and not die of lung cancer. There are other variables at play. But in the case of smoking, we determine that we need to protect children from the possibility of them being on the unlucky side of it. And because we don't know which child is going to receive chronic traumatic encephalopathy for playing for a number of years, we need to take a precautionary approach here. The second thing is devices will not save us. Scrum caps will not reduce the rattling of the brain inside the brain at all. They prevent fracture, and that's wonderful, but they don't prevent the brain. But sorry, what's the precautionary the approach? Just don't play. The, the precautionary approach is play tag. I agree so you should have that. no we rugby at all. Look, I'm a professor of sports and exercise. I want kids out there. Are you saying tag rugby is not rugby? Is that what you're saying? No, well, I'm, I'm an asking... advocate of tag rugby. I want kids out there. Get yeah. them out there. Get them in tag rugby. My kids play tag rugby. Get them out there. Absolutely. Nobody is arguing that we, we want kids to sit around and get fat. We're not arguing that. But I am saying is there's hundreds of team sports. There's many mainstream team sports. And tag rugby is available absolutely everywhere. Okay. So let's not, let's not endanger your child's brain by intentionally inflicting trauma onto it in the name of rugby when we can reduce that trauma in the name of tag rugby. Is it just uh, rugby that, that you're talking about by way of the, the contact sport? And did That's I read all I'm it? talking about. Just, just con- no, no, we're talking about all high-impact sports. So boxing. boxing. Yes, of course. One of the co-authors on this paper is a 13-time world champion in multiple combat sports. And he is saying children should not ever, under any circumstance, be hit in the head. They should not. And not, not in the name of sport, not in the name of punishment, not in the name of any way should we accept a child having their brain struck, whether it's through a tackle 
through heading the ball to skulls colliding intentionally or a fist colliding into a skull, we do not know precisely which of those children will go on to develop CTE, but we know it's a high enough number we need to see okay. and just get children in other can, activities. Can I bring Eric? I have a boxing coach, actually, uh, who's got in touch. Liam is with me here on the line from um, from, from County Offaly. Um, Liam, what's your reaction to this? Like, are there ways... Uh, to mitigate for, I'm thinking of parents who've maybe young children heading off to their, you know, boxing session tomorrow morning, listening to this. Well, I'm, I'm in a boxing club seven nights, seven nights a week, seven days a week. I'm actually walking out of a boxing club in that lawn now for Joe Ward. Ireland's best is preparing for a, uh, a professional fight in Madison Square Garden in, in the 17th of March. I'm heading back to Edenderry where I'll be in a club tonight where there'll be 40 kids on the floor between six and 10 years of age who absolutely love coming in that don't play football, that don't play soccer, that maybe don't mix with team sports. Some of them kids, maybe you get a six, seven-year-old, 42, 43 kgs. Like, I honestly, I'm going to insult the man in a nice way and and, and say that I don't know why he says he's a professor in sport because... He's scaremongering every parent. To be fair, like, you know... (laughs) Eric now, is a prof- in boxing. In, in, in boxing, you have medicals. Before in another sport, do you need? Does your kid need a medical before to take part, even in the gym session? Never mind the boxing. The kids boxing. Every one of them are medically every year. To, to be medically three months before a competition, and they're medically checked the day of the competition. And if they win that fight, they're medically checked the next morning. If a punch has landed anywhere hard, even for the likes of me, who's 58 years and probably was back in the times where we there wasn't as much control. You're checked after the fight. Sometimes, to me, fights are stopped too quick. <laughs> it's like, I, I used to ride horses as a kid and I got more falls and, and, and this. Are we just going to stop playing every sport? And if he wants to know, to me, tag rugby is not a sport. No, it's a, it's a sociable thing like pool or darts or... You know what I mean? You, you, you wouldn't put it, in the, put it in the same, right? No, but, no, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's you, you, like don't, you, you don't see it as the same as, as boxing and a hobby. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's not a sport uh, yeah, like rugby right. or football Do, or hurling. But to me, he's he, he's going way off the top here. Right. right. Eric, can I, you're, you're still with us and, and you're listening to yeah. some of our listeners and, and I've more and more texts coming in and Eamon and Kilkenny's wondering, he says, I've played rugby, I horse ride, I ski, I've had knocks in the head and all of the activities over the years. Should we just stop children doing all of these kind of sports? Like, Listen, listen, you have some uninformed callers. The last one was horrifically uninformed and that's quite scary knowing that he's a boxing coach. If I were to ask him what dementia posixtausta is or what chronic traumatic encephalopathy is, he wouldn't know. And that's because they've bought the lore that sport can do no bad. And we're not calling for children not to do sport. What we are saying is those children that he's supervising in the boxing ring, he is causing brain trauma. He's permitting them to cause brain trauma but the, the, the boxing, friends. the boxing association, uh, Liam here, in, here in Ireland, and like the people like yourself and other coaches that are are trained up and and, and well trained up in dealing with uh, with young children and, and learning boxing. Like, surely th- there's you measures. Can't, you in... can't take, you can't train the brain to not be traumatized by being struck. You can train the coaches all you want, but as long as the sport involves one child punching another child in the head. There's no way you can mitigate for that. It's 
not possible. It's not within the realm of physics. What is the, the Boxing Federation, Liam? What, what's, the, what's their position well, in response not, to this? Do not go back to Liam. He's uninformed. You have a professor who studies this stuff and has for a decade. And you're talking to a man who coaches seven years. Ask him, ask him a many nights. Ask him a many nights as he spent in a boxing club with kids. And he sees what outlet boxing gives kids. And I, you know what I mean? Tell, let him show me the figures. The figures right, and the simple. facts. Right. Of how many kids, how many kids our boxing clubs, 15, 16, 14-year-olds, has ended up underneath him with brain trauma? Yeah, and we know the answers to that. Well, and sure. it's well who, where, how? Yeah. How do you know the answers? I'll tell you, here's what you need to do, because you've been listening to England boxing, and you've not been researching this with academic research. Go to Google Scholar. Every, all of your callers should do this. Go to Google Scholar and type in boxing brain trauma and see what the studies show. Because what your caller is saying is, oh, I work with kids and it's really good for them. But he's not following them up long term. He's not measuring them on brain health. He's not looking at the rates of chronic traumatic encephalopathy. He's not looking at the rates of those who end up incarcerated, who have mental issues, who have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. And he knows it. He knows these exist because he's seen a number of professional boxers have serious, serious cognitive decline. Do, do you put some of he the listeners, Eric? Some of the listeners are, are wondering. It. Some of the listeners are wondering today, like Kieran and Nasir, um, if you'd put the likes of NFL. Gaelic football, even soccer in some instances, like heading the ball, um, you know, some tackles to Aussie rules. Would, do you put those in the same category? Well, of course, and that's why the FA has stopped children from heading the ball under the age of 13, because they've seen the research on football players developing dementia. And so they put a rule, no, no child can head the ball under 13. Now, they do allow them to head the ball in training, I'm sorry, in competitions, but they're looking at changing that law now. So, yeah, that's coming to play. In California, the entire state, it's at the State Assembly right now, to ban children from playing American football, NFL-style football, tackle football, not tag, tackle. So this is underway, full stop. People are becoming aware of the brain trauma, and they're pulling their children out of these sports. What we need to do is cease the emotive stuff about, you know, people like myself who look at the research and say this stuff is really bad for children. It, 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 I can tell you, can, from the to messages today coming in here today, it's it's an extremely emotive and controversial issue for people. And sure, Shane, like you know better than anybody, you've, you know, you've played rugby professionally as a parent, coaching. No parent is, is sending their child out tomorrow or on Sunday for a match or training on Saturday morning. Um you know, to in any way, you know, bury their yeah, head in the sand that. about the injuries. But and people love the sports, whether it's boxing or, or rugby yeah. or Gaelic football or hurling. But like, when, when you see the evidence, think, though, but just to be fair to Eric, though, when you see the evidence and what's emerging in in other countries and former professional players, you know, suing over brain damage and an onset, early onset of dementia, like, how does how does just a regular parent today listen to this? Well, try and find the balance. You've also got to take into account that there's a certain percentage of people, unfortunately, will get these um, issues anyway, regardless of playing contact sport or not. The one thing you can't tell is they're looking at these figures and just making a sweeping decision on the what if. Like, we don't know for a fact that if a, a child takes a punch, gets hit, will definitely develop an issue. This is the thing. There's, as, we, as I've said before, there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of kids that have, have gone through playing 
contact sport all through their lives, all through their adult lives, and had zero issue. And this is the thing. We're, we're making a decision. He's calling for a decision to be made on the what if, on the maybe, and this might happen without knowing what it is that actually is happening. Because these kids that he says, and, and all the research and everything he's saying, it, it is probably absolutely more correct that these, issues, just... that these issues do cause X, mm. Y, and Z, CGT, etc., etc. But why does it not cause it as a definite in that kid okay. as opposed to this kid? Some of and the... we can't be making decisions to stop all kids yeah. playing contact I, sports and, to be fair, and the good they get from it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm conscious of, of, of parents listening to us today and they're listening to you, Shane, and, and you know your own background and I'm sure listening to Eric and many other uh, sports professors who've carried out plenty, bucket loads of, of research and studies and surveys and people very divided about this. Um, I'm a rugby fan, says this listener. I think international rugby, it's one of the greatest spectacles in sport but with the level of physicality in sport now, I think it's healthy to have this discussion around the risks of contact sports. And it's unfortunate that when the topic comes up, the sports involved generally want to ignore or reject the evidence instead of working to try and help the situation. Um, the doctor is completely correct, says this listener. These contact sports do cause brain injury. It's been scientifically proven. In our own soccer club, the junior teams are not allowed to head the ball. Rugby and boxing does cause head trauma. I think it's a ridiculous argument, the scientists facts and the papers are just there. This listener though says, I'm laughing at the comment that rugby in schools is a form of child abuse, says Gronje. There's certainly medical grounds for saying rugby causes trauma to the brain, so do all high Im- so do all high impact sports, but what about the trauma to the body from a lifestyle of maybe doing nothing and the psychological development from the screens and the phones falling off a tree can too cause trauma? as can fighting in the playground, can also lead to trauma. We can just look at the data that we have uh, to look at the context in terms of our health and well-being. Keep them coming into us, 87 106 A lot of people with very, very strong and mixed reactions to this. Shane Byrne, um, former Irish and Leinster rugby player. Shane, thank you for joining us. Liam, who's a boxing coach in Offaly and Professor of Sport at the University of Winchester. Eric Anderson, for your time here in Lunchtime Live today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.